together. Today we're going to go through 2 Samuel chapter 15 verse 13 all the way to chapter 16 verse 14 together. Let's begin. And a messenger came to David saying, The hearts of the men of Israel had gone after Absalom, the son. Then David said to all his servants who are with him in Jerusalem, Arise and let us flee, or else there will be no escape for us from Absalom. Go quickly, lest he overtake us and bring down ruin on us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servants said to the king, Behold, your servants are ready to do whatever my lord the king decides. So there's some loyalty, there's some faithfulness there. And they say, okay, King David, whatever you say, we're going to do it. If this is your instruction, we're going to follow. So the king went out and all his household after him. And the king left ten concubines to keep the house. And the king went out and all the people after him. And they halted at the last house. And all his servants passed by him, and all the Cherethites, and all the Pelethites, and all six hundred Gittites who had followed him from Gath, passed on before the king. Then the king came to Ittai, the Gittite. Why do you also go with us? Go back and stay with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile from your home. You came only yesterday, and shall I today make you wander about with us? Since I go, I know not where. Go back and take your brothers with you, and may the Lord show steadfast love and faithfulness to you. But Ittai answered the king, saying, As the Lord lives, and as my lord the king lives, wherever my lord the king shall be, whether for death or for life, there also will your servant be. And David then said to Ittai, Go then, pass on. So Ittai the Gittite passed on with all the men and all the little ones who were with him. And all the land wept aloud as all the people passed by. And the king crossed the brook Kidron, and all the people passed on towards the wilderness. And Abithar came up, and behold, Zadok came also with all the Levites, bearing the Ark of the Covenant of God. And they set down the Ark of the Covenant until the people had passed out of the city. Then the king said to Zadok, Carry the Ark of God back into the city. If I find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me back, and let me see both it and his dwelling place. But if he says, I have no pleasure in you, behold, here I am, and let him do to him what seems good to him. The king also said to Zadok the priest, Are you not a seer? Go back in the city in peace with your two sons, Amihaz your son, and Jonathan the son of Abiathar. See, and I will wait at the fords of the wilderness until the word comes from you to inform me. So Zadok took Abathar and carried the ark of God back to Jerusalem, and they remained there. But David went up to the ascent of the Mount of Olives, weeping as he went, barefoot, and with his head covered. And all the people who were with him covered their heads, and they went up weeping as they went. 
And it was told to David, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O Lord, please turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. While David was coming to the summit where God was worshipped, behold, Hushai the archite came to meet him, and his coat tore and dirt on his head. David said to him, If you go with me, you will be a burden to me. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I have been your father's servant in time past, so now I will be your servant. Then you will defeat for me the counsel of Hathithophel. Are not Zadok and Abiathar the priests with you there? So whatever you hear from the king's house, tell it to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Behold, their two sons are with them there, Ahimaaz, Zadok's son, and Jonathan, Abiezar's son. And by them you shall send to me everything you hear. So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city just as Absalom was entering Jerusalem. Chapter 16 When David had passed a little beyond the summit, Ziba, the servant of Mehiposheth, met him with a couple of donkeys saddled, bearing two hundred loaves of bread, and a hundred bunches of raisins, and a hundred of summer fruits, and a skin of wine. And the king said to Ziba, Why have you brought these? Ziba answered, The donkeys are for the king's household to ride on, the bread and summer fruit for the young men to eat, and the wine for those who faint in the wilderness to drink. And the king said, And where is your master's son? Ziba said to the king, Behold, he remains in Jerusalem, for he said, Today the house of Israel will give me back the kingdom of my father. Then the king said to Ziba, Behold, all that belonged to Mehishabeth is now yours. Ziba said, I pay homage. Let me ever find favor in your sight, my lord the king. When King David came to Bahurim, there came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimi, the son of Gera, and he came and he cursed continually. And he threw stones at David and all the servants of King David and all the people and all the mighty men who were on the right hand and on his left. And Shimi cursed, said as he cursed, get out, get out, you man of blood, you worthless man. What a response. The Lord has avenged on all of you the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has given the kingdom into the hand of your son, Absalom. See, your evil is on you, for you are a man of blood. Then Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, went to the king. Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over and take off his head. What a response. But the king said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah? If he is cursing because the Lord has said to him, Curse David, who then shall say, Why have you done so? And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, Behold, 
My own son seeks my life. How much more now may this Benjamite leave him alone and let him curse, for the Lord has told him to. It may be that the Lord will look on the wrong done to me and that the Lord will repay me with good for his cursing today. So David and his men went on the road while Shimei went along the hillside opposite him and cursed as he went and threw stones at him and flung dust. What a thing to go through and experience. And the king and all the people who were with him arrived weary at the Jordan and there he refreshed himself. Imagine all that he had to go through all that he had to face and now look that's not something that you're going to go through and you're going to feel good about you're going to feel weary you're going to feel down you're going to feel like oh what have i done but we know what happens in the story we know that god does some amazing things still in the life of king david let's now open up our hearts and worship our heavenly father some more this morning Palatayay, dapat ibayan. 
Testament passage, we're going to go through John 21, verses 1 to 25 together. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. And you can see that sea when you come with us to Israel. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee. You can go there too. The sons of Zebedee and the two other disciples were together. Simon said to them, I am going fishing, going back to what he was doing before. And they said to him, we will go with you, because he was a leader, and they followed. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood by the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. He said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. He said, 
cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw the charcoal fire in place, with fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Miracle things happen when Jesus is involved. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said to them, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. In the middle of all of this, Jesus has come and met Peter where he is, at the level of love that Peter has. And we've heard this before, the difference between agape love and philia love, brotherly affection and true deep love. But ultimately, Jesus points him back to the purpose. I called you. I called you into ministry. You need to feed my sheep. It's not about this fishing here. Great, you can do this. But I called you to do something. I called you to feed my sheep. I called you in a full-time ministry. Let's leave that behind. And let's go back to what I have called you to do. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This, he said, to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this to him, he said, follow me. He said, okay, I'm revealing to you. You didn't have confidence before. You denied me. <laughs> you went through and said you would do this and said you would do that. But now I'm telling you, this is the life you're going to live. This is the kind of death you're going to have. Are you going to follow me? What was the response? Peter turned 
and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them, the one who had also leaned back on him during the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, What about this man? Jesus said to him, If it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So the saying spread among the brothers that this disciple was not to die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he was not to die. But if it is my will he remain until I come, what is that to you? This the disciple who was bearing witness about these things, and who has written these things, and we know that his testimony is true. Now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written? I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. How true is that? Think of all of the things that God has done in your life, all of the things that Jesus has done in your life, all of the promises fulfilled, all of the guidance, all of the blessing, all of the provision, the answered prayers, the healing, the touch, and so on. Just in our own life, how much more everyone else who has Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Wow, talk about not being able to contain it. That is truth. He is an amazing Heavenly Father. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. We thank you for your word, which teaches us, which guides us. Lord, we pray and ask, help us, Lord God, to be able to understand your word, to live a life that you can bless, to follow you, to obey you, to glorify your name. Lord, let us follow where you want us to go. Let us be where you want us to be. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, as it says, Lord, there are so many things that you have done. We can't fill books with all of the things that you've done. It is true, uh, truly amazing and too much to contain. So Lord, we come and we say thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. We come this morning and we ask that your hand continue to be on our nation, that you will heal our nation, that you will give guidance to our government officials, give wisdom, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that there will not be fear that is spread upon our homes, Lord God, that sickness and disease shall be far from our household, Lord, and that the blessings of a tither shall be upon our home. We worship you today, Father. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise because, Lord, you truly, truly are so worthy. We love you, Lord. We will follow you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, COP, thank you so much for being with me for our daily devotions this morning. I look forward to seeing you in God's house this week because it is so important for us to be in his house, to worship him to experience life with him. Amen. Have an amazing day. See you soon. Take care and God bless.